Dags för avsnitt nummer 45 av Champagnepodden och återigen så får jag be om ursäkt för att det har varit väldigt glest emellan uppdateringarna. Och jag hoppas att vi kan råda bot på det i framtiden. Tanken var att avsnitt 45 skulle vara med mum men tyvärr så hade vi lite språkproblem vid intervjun. Vi får lyssna på mum en gång i framtiden istället. Det här avsnittet kommer ni få höra Noé Bonard från Devenors. Som är en ung, stilig man född 1996, den fantastiska champagneårgången. Och han är väldigt passionerad med champagne, har bott större delen av sitt liv i regionen. Och har stora framtidsplaner tillsammans med importören. Vi ska säga att det här avsnittet är osponsrat. Är det så att ni är intresserade av sponsrapodden så får ni gärna höra av er till info Och vi ska väl även vara ärliga med att anledningen till att vi inte har släppt så mycket avsnitt på, på sista tiden det är att vi behöver in en sponsor till vår podcast så att vi kan komma ut med ett avsnitt varannan vecka eller förhoppningsvis varje vecka i framtiden. Intervjun är inspelad hemma hos mig och Jessica på The Most Drinkable Address in Södermalm. Och det är en adress där ingen behöver vara törstig. It's time to welcome Noe Bonad from Devenors. And you're more than welcome to The Most Drinkable Address in Södermalm. Hello. How are you today? Very happy to be with you and uh, I'm really ready to, to give all the details and all the information about uh, Devenage and uh, his history. Great, great. We had a really lovely tasting yesterday. Yeah, exactly. At it was the Hotel Kungsträdgården. Exactly. It was your first time there? Yeah, first time in first time there and first time in Sweden, so not common place, but with good people, so we enjoy and we passed a good moment. And do you think you will come back uh, regularly in the future? Of course, yeah. of course, for sure. We hope so. <laughs> And you're the export manager for Europe and also Asia? So uh, basically, uh, I have uh, almost 20 countries in charge. Uh, for the north of Europe, it's uh, only Sweden. I have uh, the America, South America, Spain, uh, all the Benelux, UK. Um, and that's approximately all, but <laughs> it's still not uh, a lot it's of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in the champagne industry and if you have a background uh, from the region? So basically, uh, to talk uh, a little bit about me, uh, so after a business school um, and many different experiences uh, in logistics, um, in sports business and also uh, uh, a little bit about my family which uh, with my grandfather which has a, a cognac vineyards oh, really? so yeah nice. so it was part of my uh, history and i always been uh, you know part of something about uh, wines or creating some things and uh, well about now near from one years ago yes. uh, i was searching um, um, an internship or a, a job for champagne And I was in contact with Devenage, and uh, around the 15th of August of last year, I was in contact with Franck Maillot, my uh, export director. Yes. And I have got meeting uh, with him at uh, Avenue de Champagne in Epernay in, uh, in Devenage. And uh, 10 days after, he called me back and he said, okay, uh, the job is for you. You start uh, end of December, beginning of January, and uh, welcome. Great. So I'm now uh, here with you. Yeah, fantastic. 
Um, from my um, what I've seen in Champagne, there's a lot of young guys uh, working for like export managers uh, at the big houses. Yeah, it's been a change um, from yeah to. That's that's true what you say, and it's really uh, appreciable because when you arrive uh, and you see all the uh, young guys such as me, uh, it's uh, it's a dynamic. But you have also the other generations. Yes, and um, I mean. Uh, in Champagne, there are a lot of good, uh, good people, good, uh, good mood, and uh, it's really useful when you start in this business. When you have people which are more than a uh, good mood with you and help you in the, in types, in uh, in relationships, in business. So it's it's a really good balance to have a new generation and. Uh, I don't say old generation because it will be bad if I say that, but uh, the other yeah, generation. But, yeah, I think it's a new generation. Yeah, and. Um, uh, do you talk uh, a lot with the uh, other export managers uh, in your, the same generation? To um, not or? honestly, not that much uh, for the moment. I meet, uh, I met some of them, um, but basically for the moment, uh, I was really near from um, the the guy I uh, I replaced now, which was Pierre. Yes, Pierre uh, Pierre Moromonte, which was uh, my colleague, and he's now back uh, in his family vineyard mm-hmm. because uh, he's got a family vineyard in Pécharmant. In yes. Bergerac, and uh, so he left the Venage after uh, two uh, wonderful years. So that was my first uh, experience because he was two and a half years older than me. But uh, that's that's uh, approximately uh, all for the moment. Yeah. But you're also born in the in the Champagne region. I yeah, I was born near from the, the Champagne regions, and uh, I grew up since my uh, six to seven years old from from now in Champagne. So yeah, I I am a I am, I would say, um, part of the champagne education. <laughs> and before we start to pour any champagnes, uh, I think we should. Uh, the listeners would like to know uh, more about the, the Venouche, the house, yeah. uh, the history. So basically, um, contrary to many other champagne houses where the family are German or from other country of Europe, uh, the Venouche is a Switzerland family. It's a noble family from the 15th century. And uh, why uh, they call the, the Champagne House de Venoge? Because the family um, inspired the name of the Venoge from the river, because the Venoge is a river in Switzerland. Okay. And it's uh, one of the rivers which uh, go from Switzerland and land in Lac Léman in Switzerland too. So that was really part of their um, uh, philosophy, I would say. And when they arrived in 1837 in Epernay, uh, Henri Marc de Venoge, the founder of uh, of the Venoge arrives with, with his son, and uh, they launch uh, they launch and they arrive in uh, Avenue de Champagne, and uh, that was really a, a dynamic family. Uh, for example, one year after uh, their arrival in Epernay in 1838, yes. uh, Henri Marc de Venoge was the first man to create an illustrated label. Mm-hmm. So basically, de Venoge was the the king of marketing yes. of the 19th century. And uh, if you come one day at the Venoge, uh, you are more than welcome to see that uh, in our archives, we have more than 5,000 labels because uh, in the in the 19th century, many champagne houses were coming at the Venoge to create their their label through our knowledge in creating label and in so you made the private label the notion made private label for other uh, yeah exactly and not only champagne houses also uh, uh, Bordeaux houses Burgundy houses Mm -hmm. and uh, that was really part of uh, of our history now um, we are uh, 
a part of the 33 Avenue de Champagne. We were before at the 55. Uh, since 2015 now, we are at the 33. And uh, so uh, it's, uh, it's a house which is full of history and with a, with a cellar which is uh, of the size of the house. It's a, a, a small cellar, but only with vintages, 30,000 vintages. From 60s, so for you as a as a, a, a passionate of wine lover, it's it's gonna be awesome next time. Yeah, I hope so. I, I haven't been there, but I really have to go. But if um, the listeners would like to visit uh, the Venosh, uh, is it possible? Or yeah, yeah, they, and they are. You are more than welcome, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the best thing to do if you want to visit the Venosh? Do you have to? And make a reservation before, yeah so how long before exactly the the question is really nice um so we have a website champagnedevenage.com and also uh, you will find uh, all the contact information to call us and uh, at uh, devenage we create uh, about three years ago a champagne bar called l'écurie and we call l'écurie why because in the old time yes. uh, it was where the horses were okay and uh, so we created champagne bar Mm-hmm. And upstairs, we create Les Suites du 33. It's an apartment yes. uh, for reception or if you come with friends, uh, there is four rooms. Okay. It's an apartment of 120 quarter meters. So it's possible to exactly. stay there. And in addition, we have four other rooms in another building, which is called also Les Suites du 33. And it was, uh, it's a building with four rooms. And this building was in, historically uh, the building where the staff of the family uh, Gallis, which has the house in the old time, okay. was uh, was living. And uh, is it uh, fully booked all the time? Or yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially those days, start the beginning of May, uh, it's full uh, until end of September, so... And how long time before do you have to make reservations for a hotel and also for uh, visiting? At, at that kind of period, it's, it's nice to prepare uh, two weeks before. Two weeks before. Yeah, yeah, because But, we uh, have a lot of... Maybe them. we would recommend uh, even uh, two months before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be sure. Yeah, exactly. It's always nice to be prepared. So, But you, be, you will be more than welcome. And in addition of that, um, the spirit of Devenage with uh, with uh, L'Ecurie and Les Suites du 33 is to create, uh, I would say, a personalized uh, visit. Because the, the house, for people which will see that on the website or if you come at Devenage, yes. you will see it's uh, it's not, you know, those huge house where you have thousand people which come every day. It's really uh, personalized and for uh, private, yes. for people which want to discover something different. And uh, Devenage, we really enable this kind of things. All the building is protected by UNESCO. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, You have the, the office uh, of Henri Marc de Venoge, uh, the Louis XV Saloon with uh, with all those huge windows and uh, a piano player. With yes. there is only three in the world. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So many little taps uh, that I give you to to give yeah. you uh, to enhance your. I think uh, all of us ha- has to go for a visit. Yeah, yeah, with pleasure. And uh, should we open the first champagne? The yeah. Cordon Bleu. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the Cordon Bleu Brut, yeah. So I pour it for you and then you can tell the listeners a little bit about it and the history behind and everything. Yes, with pleasure. What a professional. Perfect. Perfect. So basically, um, the Cordon Bleu Brut, the first collection of the Venage, and um, it's, uh, I would say, the... Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The first door to open, to enter in the the Venoge universe, I would say, and uh, to also discover the, the spirit of the house. So, basically, um, the Cordon Bleu Brut is a balance of 50% Pinot Noir, 25% Chardonnay, and 25% Pinot Meunier. Now, the disgorgement uh, is from 2018. For the Cordon Bleu Brut, it's an aging of 38 months. Okay. So and the minimum is uh, 15 months. Exactly. But for the Venoge, and start to our first connection as the Cordon Bleu Brut, we, we age minimum 36 months. It's, uh, you can test it on, on, the, on the Cordon Bleu Brut. You can smell really the, um, I would say, the, the, the know-how of the Venoge on the Pinot Noir. Mm. This black fruit, the long test of the house, and uh, this elegant style. Yeah, it's very nice. It's something uh, you can drink every day. You drink one bottle, then you drink another, and then you have to call your friend because you'll be too drunk. <laughs> exactly. You start with a Cordon Bleu, then you go with a Prince, our yeah. second range, and then you go with a prestigious Cuvée Louis XV, for yeah. example. That's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when was this uh, Cuvée founded? So uh, the Cuvée was founded um, nearly directly after the creation of the Venoge. Um, it so 1840s? Yes, yes, uh, yes, around the uh, 1840s. And um, the cordon bleu, the cordon bleu, sorry, has two significations on the bottle. Of course, the first one was for the um, for the river, the Venoge, as I was explaining before, yes. and also for l'ordre du Saint Esprit. It was the name of the soldier, which was protecting the king. So the cordon bleu has now uh, two significations for uh, for the Venoge. Yes, in my opinion, the Venoge is uh, well known in in France. But uh, the Swedes, uh, it's not very well known in Sweden, but not now, but it has been well known before. Like this wine, and you, you mean like uh, it's, a, it's a house? Yeah, it needs attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, many projects are running for, uh, for Sweden. And um, since uh, the creation of uh, the bottle of Prince, uh, the Prince is a unique shape of bottle created in 1858. It's a carafe bottle style. And uh, we create now a Club des Princes, which is a special club for prestigious places and gastronomic places. So I know that um, in Sweden, uh, there are many, many um, experts and wine lovers. So I'm more than sure that we will develop many good things, uh, many good things in Sweden. Yeah, I really hope so. But since we started to talk about the prince, um, a lot of people in Sweden, they say princess. Yeah, because I, the English accent. Yeah. yeah, when you look at the bottle, then the princess would be more 
name, if you just take a look at the bottle, yeah, it's named Prince. Prince. In French, we say Prince. Prince. Yes, exactly. And tell us about the the cuvee, but also I'm very um, curious about the bottle shape. Uh, yeah. How you managed to to make the bottles not to explode and the, also the production must be really really hard yeah the production and also the for stock um, so basically uh, it's a cuvee um, it's not uh, it's really not marketing uh, things it's uh, the, the prince bottle was created at the origin for the royal family of Netherlands that okay. was the private uh, wines of the family when they were making private testing or private dinner and when was it uh launched the first time 1858 1858 yes and for the royal family but not for uh, everyone only for yes for the royal family and uh, we create the first vintages was made in eight in 1951 so more than one 100 years after yes okay. yeah so that's a little bit about history and uh, yes so this style was inspired of the of the carafe bottle style when before when before the champagne was bottleized before uh, in the old time uh, we use this same shape um, for using it uh, and uh, for like everything like a decoder exactly yeah, okay. and um, and you tested uh, and you use it yesterday yes. and you, you could see how it's uh, create to uh, for for uh, something special and for uh, an amazing experience in addition of the wines, you, you have a bottle which is really useful for sommelier, for expert. It's really nice to have it in your hand. Exactly. And pour from. Yeah. And you were speaking also about the, the, the production and the creation of the bottles. Uh, it is a really uh, a hard work um, and um, the bottle is uh, more weight than, yes. than the others. So for the production, uh, I don't have all the details because uh, it, it is a really, really... Uh, Secret of production to, to be able to produce. But do you have to do all the riddling by hand with the Prince? Uh, mainly for mainly for uh, for the Louis Fifteen, but we make uh, some of uh, some of the turning by hand. But also we were able to create uh, one of the first engine which was able to to turn uh, this shape of bottle. Uh, but it's really really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> we should pour a glass from uh, the Prince uh, Blanc Noir. Exactly. And I think we should be quiet when we pour it because I really like the sound from the bottle when you pour it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a typical sound that you only hear from this one and also uh, Laurent Perrier, Grand Cycle. Yeah. Let's see if we can... The sound is unique. Yeah. So uh, basically, um, after the Cordon Bleu and uh, uh, a beautiful start, we follow uh, this, uh, this. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, interview and this testing with uh, the Prince Blanc de Noir. So basically, to give you the, the, the main features about this bottle, uh, it's a uh, 100% Pinot Noir, so really difficult to create because it's really on, only Pinot Noir. Uh, as all the prints, it's mainly 70% of Premier Cru and 30% of Grand Cru. Yes. This one for the Prince Blanc de Noir, it's a 6 gram of dosage. And you, the funny things for, for you listeners and for you also, uh, you have a Roman letter on the back of each label uh, the years of disgorgement. So for this beautiful Prince Blanc de Noir, it's a disgorgement in 2018. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, we can see the, the difference in the tasting between uh, the Cordon Bleu. The Blanc de Noir is more on, on thin bubble gastronomic wine. Yes. And uh, I think you also discovered that yesterday. I see your, uh, your I heard your opinion yesterday. was was yeah. uh, really surprised. Too. Yeah, it's really nice. And I, I think it's uh, even better today. Uh, I think it fits the kind of glass that we're drinking from uh, right now. Yeah. Yesterday we were drinking from a red wine uh, tasting glass from yeah. Riedel and today we're drinking from um, Riedel Veritas Pinot Noir New World. So this is a glass made for Pinot Noir. Exactly. I think it's uh, perfect for this cuvée. Yeah. And um, you can see uh, with this bottle of Prince Bon de Noir how the, 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 the Venoge is focusing uh, his knowledge and his uh, know-how on, on the Pinot Noir. We have many uh, different vineyards, uh, but uh, for example, uh, Lerisse, it's in the south of Burgundy. Uh, it's, uh, for example, for the Cordon Bleu, uh, we have many, a lot of influence for the Burgundy style. You know, long taste, as a red wine, you yes. know. Uh, yes, this red fruit in mouth, and um, I really appreciate and many people like this prince, for example, because it's uh, really uh, perfect for dinner, as yes. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. For sure, it's it's really really nice. And uh, every time when I go to Champagne, um, I see these uh, Prince bottles in the wine stores. The first time I thought it was really expensive, but it's really not. Yeah, exactly. In France, uh, it's a bottle which is um, could be sold around sixty euro. Yes. Yeah, and uh, as you as you taste it, it's it's uh, something really original and. Um, for every customer which want to discover something, uh, could be, you could make a really special thing with it. Would you say that uh, the Prince Blanc de Noir is the the, the cuvée that the house is most proud of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the really the Prince is um, nowadays the the famous and the vogue cuvée. Yes. It's really uh, we have a lot of demand and uh, we are developing many many things with uh, with these bottles. And, um, you know, when you, you, you put this kind of bottle 
uh, on the table, as I said most of the time, you've done ha half of the yeah, half of the fine. job exactly. And after that, the wine inside is is really interesting. But I was talking about um, famous and things which are developing. For example, this year, for your information, uh, after one year of development, we've got a, a, a license with the Tour Eiffel. So in 1889... And that's the Eiffel Tour, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in 1889, when the Eiffel Tower arrived, De Venoge was the champagne uh, served for, for, the, for the launch of, the, of uh, oh, our monument. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So we've got a, a special license for only 5,000 bottles for the world and 5,000 bottles for France. Okay. And um, so it's a balance of uh, one third of each grape, especially 35% of Chardonnay, 35% of Pinot Noir, and 30% of Pinot Meunier. Okay. But with a dosage at 6 grams, so a brut dosage. Yes. But uh, the, the, shape, uh, the shape is, uh, is really uh, unique for this. Uh, so it's not going to be the same shape as the prints? You're going to do it more uh, like Eiffel Tower? No, we, we keep the same shape, yes. but we put by the hand special label. Mm -hmm. There is three different sticks which are put by the hand by our in our production okay. and we put uh, the, the Eiffel Tower on the on the print. So it's going to be a celebration for the Eiffel Tower? Exactly, for the 130th anniversary. Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, I guess those bottles uh, will not be for sale. Most of them are, are for sales and uh, okay. and in addition we will be, if you come one day at the restaurant of Thierry Marx uh, in La Tour Eiffel, uh, yes. the Prince Is, is it a restaurant uh, uh, Exactly. Down on at the, the ground level? Or yeah, is it uh, the, yeah the gastronomic restaurant of uh, okay. Marx. I've never he, been there. Amazing. Is uh, it nice? Yeah, it is amazing. And the, the Prince Tour Eiffel, uh, we will develop that to, to, to put the bottle there because... It's going to be a house champagne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. It, 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 it's uh, how to, to do not drink a bottle of Eiffel Tower uh, when you are uh, in, yeah. in the restaurant of the Tour Eiffel with Thierry Marx. Yeah, so... Many project, uh, many project with prints and uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful bottles and uh, many things to do. And what's the biggest uh, export market for the prints? Um, so for the prints, basically it's uh, the US. Uh, we have a lot of demand with this shape uh, and with this wine. Uh, the US market is really uh, interested by. Um, and for non-vintage, it's really surprising. So that's why also people take this bottle because even if it's a non-vintage, uh, it's wine which are balanced with freshness and powerful. So the wine are really appreciated. So yes, uh, to respond to you, US is uh, the biggest market. US and I guess also maybe Japan, uh, yeah. Asian market is quite... Yeah, and especially on the special cuvee. The prestigious cuvee and special cuvee are mainly our, um, our development uh, in Asia, in Japan. Um, mainly uh, Prince and Louis XV cuvee, uh, which is our prestigious cuvee, uh, are sold uh, over there. So uh, the thing which is uh, important to know is that Prince are not for the moment under allocation, but Louis XV are under oh, allocation. Louis, yeah. yeah. Maybe so, we should tell uh, the listeners what uh, Louis XV it's yeah. So basically, to, to remind you, there is the Cordon Bleu, the Prince, and to finish, the Louis XV. The Louis XV is really uh, the, the prestigious cuvee of the house. Uh, we call this cuvee Louis XV in honor to our king, because it's thanks to Louis XV that the Champagne be bottleized. Uh, 
And when uh, when was uh, Louis XV the king of France? Uh, so when he, he got the rules, it was in 1728. Okay. And uh, it was really sad to we really sad to not have his uh, his champagne, his barrack, you know, in tunnels. Yes. So he decided. He said. Let's uh, let's put the rules in France to put the champagne in bottles. So champagne was born uh, basically. Mm -hmm. So we use uh, we use his name uh, in honor to him, and we keep the same shape as the prince, but with a transparent bottle. Okay. So it is uh, also for our listeners. If you buy one day a, a bottle of 315, uh, really take care of um, of the light on the bottles because otherwise, as you said, as we said in uh, between experts, we say that the bottles get the the test of light because as a transparent bottle, it's it's really uh, dangerous. Yeah, like 10 seconds in the sunlight can be can ruin the bottle. Yeah, exactly. Almost like our glasses now. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we have sunlight uh, <laughs> on the table, but it's nice. Exactly. The vintage for Louis XV that is um, available right now is 08. Yes. That is, it's a fantastic uh, vintage. Amazing vintage, grading 93 points plus by the Robert Parker. Plus because um, it will be a wine which will be tested again in the future. But uh, for people which like really old vintage, uh, we've got um, two vintage from 95 and 96 uh, and uh, Louis XV Rosé also, which is uh, our additional range, uh, which is uh, a 206, so 2006, amazing one uh, and graded 97 points by the Robert Parker. So yes, uh, we are really proud of our Louis XV QA because um, you know, in addition of what we think about our wines, many people, many professionals uh, are uh, saying that our Louis XV are really uh, on, the, on the good range of prestigious cuvée. What was the first vintage of the Louis XV? The Louis XV uh, was made in 2005. Okay. So yes, so the, the first vintage is from 1995. So for collectors, then they still have a chance? Yeah, yeah for the <laughs> moment, we still have 1995, 1996. Yes. 2006 Rosé. And the 2006 Brut, sadly, is out of stock. Okay. But we, we have this year, um, uh, two, we have seen 2008. Okay. That you test uh, yesterday. And, and which uh, vintage was the first for the Rosé? For the Rosé? Yes. We've made, uh, last time also, we've got a uh, uh, 2002, but with a dosage extra brut at 4 grams. Hmm. But uh, now, really, uh, we, we still... Uh, you know, with 15, we have uh, really a lot of demand. So now we focus more on 06 because uh, it's really well balanced and uh, one which is really uh, amazing to test. And the next vintage for the Rosé is, is going to be 08? We, we, still, a, we, a we still don't, uh, we still don't, uh, we still don't know for the moment. And uh, many things uh, are um, in development about the vintages. So for the brut, maybe we will create 2012. It's yes. a, it's uh, in development, and I don't want to. But for the for the Louis XV rosé. For the rosé, it's uh, it's I don't know already what uh, what are the project for the the chief of Sela about. Okay. Yeah, uh, sometimes I give secret, but uh, I don't have this one. <laughs> maybe when uh, we go to Champagne the next time, we can make an interview with uh, the uh, chef de cab. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could be uh, it could be a great idea to organize something. Uh, from the tasting yesterday, yeah, uh, I was uh, not surprised, but uh, I was really impressed by the rosé, the non-vintage rosé, and also the prince rosé. Yeah, 
can you tell us a little bit about the rosé? Yeah. The non-vintage and the, the prints? Yeah. And also the secret why it's, it's so good. Yeah, so basically um, for the Cordon Bleu Brut Rosé, uh, it's a grapes of 60% Pinot Noir, 20% Pinot Meunier and 20% Chardonnay. And uh, I will talk after about the, the prints, but the first of all, the two rosé about Cordon Bleu and prints are not the same. Uh, are not the same assemblage, you know. Yes. So for the Cordon Bleu, the thing that there is 20 Chardonnay and 20% Pinot Meunier add a balance uh, with the Pinot Noir. And it's a blending rosé. Yeah, and, and it's a, it's a, it's six percent of red wines. Yes. So it's not a rosé de saigné, it's an assembled rosé. And um, just for your information, the red wines in from uh, Lieu uh, Lieu we say in French, it's a little place, yes. La Petite Forêt, and uh, we also an uh, an specific vexed place. So I can say the the an vineyard, single vineyard. Yeah, and uh, so it's um, it's a wine what we put around six percent in uh, in our Cordon Bleu and in our prints. And um, the the basically the difference between the two bottles first of all will be the the, the grapes because in the prints it's hundred percent Pinot Noir and it's mainly seventy percent of Premier Cru and thirty percent of Grand Cru. So it we 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 try to uh, really separate the different range of products. So um, and in addition, the Cordon Bleu is a dosage of eight point seven and the the Prince Rosé is six. So for the Prince, we will play more on the on the on the Pinot Noir on the powerful side. So it's more a gastronomical champagne. Exactly, yes. and the Cordon Bleu Rosé will be easier for uh, for starting. Yes, uh, and uh, more on the brut side. You know, when I say brut, it's more about you know to launch your uh, your appetite and your yeah. your um, yeah your. It's mouth. something you can drink uh, every day. Exactly, exactly. Then Prince is more uh, as you said gastronomic. And more uh, wine that you need to, to take time as this Prince Blanc de Noir uh, to to appreciate and uh, take with langoustine, for example. Yeah, and I, I really want to tell all the listeners that you should try the uh, the Venouche Rosé because it's uh, really nice. Of course, the whole range is really nice, but the Rosé is um, uh, almost like you're an expert of producing rosés. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not common. Uh, not common rosé, and uh, it's really a uh, funny thing because uh, what you say is right. And in addition, in, I was talking uh, before about vintages. Uh, in our cellar uh, at Devenoche, we have special magnums uh, of vintage because for this year we've make a special disgorgement of 500 vintages, and okay. we've got a magnum of 77 of rosé de saigné. Yeah. And uh, but got, it will not be released in Sweden. Uh, yes, we will. We will have small quantities. Okay. But uh, I guess the price is going to be not pricey, but it's going to be high. Yeah, yeah. Especially it's it's a magnum. I test it once for the moment, but it's really it's really something unique, and um, I really recommend to every uh, vintage lovers to uh, get in touch if you if they want with Devenage. Or in Sweden, uh, with uh, many many vintages are available, and uh, as you as you tested yesterday with uh, Louis XV 08, um, there are a lot of uh, lot of potential. 
Så till, till alla er som lyssnar så kan det finnas en... Om ni, ni kan göra en chansning att köra privatimport via Systembolaget så kan det finnas lite gamla årgångar. Men vi vågar inte lova någonting. What's your favorite cuvée from the range? For, from the range, it depends. For, uh, for an everyday, um, for everyday or um, just opening a bottle with some friends, yes. I really like to start with a Cordon Bleu Brut as we do today. Easy, easy things. Um, totally agree. Yes, with tapas, you are with friends. Uh, easy things, and after um, fools uh, a dinner with uh, with a Prince Blanc de Noir, or uh, start with uh, some langoustine uh, with a Prince Rosé. Or if you are really, really interested, take a look at it, of course. But uh, um, for example, um, last time we've made a testing with uh, with fifteen nineteen ninety five. The first, so, the first vintage. Yes, yeah. and uh, was a, a testing with uh, only cheese. Oh, great! Yeah, and uh, the thing is that on the nineteen ninety five, the vintage is disgorged in two thousand and six, and you have a lot of balance of uh, nuts, creamy sides with cheese. Uh, the Louis fifteen nineteen ninety five, for example, is uh, really surprising. So, as you can see, I think ninety five is really underrated uh, vintage. Yeah, it's it's an amazing one. Yeah, I totally agree. And many many things are possible with uh, with our range, and that's uh, the positive things. And that's why also, uh, just for your information, that the Venoge is uh, working with more than hundreds uh, Michelin star restaurant in the world, uh, as Osteria uh, Francescana in Italy, uh, many many different uh, Michelin star restaurants. How many Michelin star restaurants have you uh, visited? Ah, yeah, for the moment mm-hmm. I've made uh, uh, some of them in uh, in uh, Netherlands, okay. such as Calas, um, but mainly uh, also in France, in export countries. Uh, may, may I think I will discover some a lot of a lot of them because there are so many. And since you have been living almost your whole life in uh, the Champagne region. Do you have any uh, restaurant recommendations for the listeners? Yeah, yeah, I, I have many. Um, but uh, if we're take, talking about uh, uh, very, very everyday life and uh, when you want to hang out with uh, friends or uh, the Le Coq Rouge in Reims uh, is really a nice, uh, nice restaurant. It's a wine bar with French tapas, so you 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 can have a, a camembert roti uh, uh, or. Um, uh, many things like this uh, with a, a huge huge choice of wines from champagne to red wines uh, and Baptiste the owner uh, is really um, near from each customer and uh, the thing I like is the, that you have uh, less than 60 uh, 60 uh, person in the restaurant so it keeps this atmosphere of um, of following each customer with a personalized, uh, personalized attention and uh, also, uh, and that's a restaurant that you don't have to be dressed in a black tie to no. get it. You can dress however you like. Yeah, you go there uh, as as you want and uh, as dressed as you want, just to 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 take a good uh, glass of wines um, and uh, also uh, good red wines or and eat something good, especially. Any other recommendations? Um, also, um, uh, there is uh, Les Trois Petits Bouchons. It's a restaurant in Reims, also, 
uh, has the same spirit a little bit as uh, Le Coq Rouge. Where is it uh, located? It's near from um, the, the, the city building. Yeah. Oh, the city building. Okay, yes, yeah. the city hall. And uh, the wines are only organic wines. Okay. So uh, it's also uh, pretty interesting. So you're not, uh, Devenoche is not represented there? No. Unfortunately. No. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, no, we, we are not there. And uh, after, on the other side, of course, if you one day search for a gastronomic place, uh, L'Assiette Champenoise by Arnaud Lallemand, uh, it's a three mission stars and it's uh, in the top 20 restaurant of the world. And where is it uh, located? Uh, also, it's uh, like uh, five minutes by uh, car from the city center of Rims. Yes. And uh, it's uh, like... Um, It's uh, like a house outside, a classic house, and inside it's really modern, uh, really unique experience. I think in Reims we are really lucky, we have more than uh, five or six uh, Michelin-star restaurants. So for gastronomic lover, you have everything you want, and for wine lover, Le Coq Rouge, Les Trois Petits Bouchons, uh, many, many wine bars uh, other. Yeah. So you are in the right place. Do you know place. any restaurants in, in Epenay? In Epernay, um, there is um, La Banque, which is uh, uh, in the yeah, back the of Avenue de Champagne. Yes, it's in the old bank. Yes, yes. Uh, right about the roundabout. Exactly. Yep. And uh, after, there is the Théâtre, which is uh, with a Belgium chief. Okay. It's a more gastronomic restaurant, but which stay in the right balance of price and quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I really recommend uh, La Briqueterie, especially for the lunch. Uh, Where is it uh, located? I would say it's uh, 10 kilometers from uh, from uh, from Epernay. Mm-hmm. And the little secret is that the house was one of the house of the Venage. Really? Yes. And on on the if you go uh, near in, from it, uh, it's uh, 10 kilometers from Epernay. Yeah, exactly. But in which direction? It's um, I think it's uh, from um, when you go in the direction of Chateau Thierry. It's more about uh, these directions. Jag kommer att lägga ut lite information om det här så att ni kan hitta det på under podcasten. So yes, on one of the glass of this uh, restaurant, it's an hotel also, you have the, the symbol of uh, the, the, the Venoche family. So it was one of the houses where the family were living in the old time. Nice. So when you go to the rooms, uh, on the right you can see near from the stairs two windows which are in blue and gold, uh, which are the the old uh, symbols sign of the family and um, before we end i would like you to tell the listeners why they should uh, drink devenoche basically i think um, they could drink devenoche first of all for an experience and to discover something different um, many champagne houses exist in the in in, in epernay and champagne regions but uh, with devenoche if you like um, uh, wines which enable you to discover uh, uh, and had a new experience in every range, you, you, you have to test uh, and you should test Devenoche. Especially uh, for people which want to start with, um, with an appetizer and continue to a dinner, Prince or Louis XV are perfect. And um, many possibilities are possible. And as, uh, as I, I heard a lot yesterday during a testing, Each time we open a bottle of Devenage, it's a new experience. So that's really what I think. And uh, that's also why you should test it. Det finns på beställningssortimentet. Men vi hoppas ju självklart att det kommer finnas på hyllorna i framtiden. 
Great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Maybe we should make a toast yeah. before we end. And, and uh, very nice see to, you to have you here. Yeah, see you soon in Sweden for sure. And thank you for all the listeners to, to be with you. For sure. And uh, I hope to see you in um, in Champagne. Yeah, you are more than welcome. At the end of uh, July. Yeah, end of July. You are more than welcome. Thank you. Och där var intervjun klar. Jag hoppas att ni fick lära er lite nytt om Devenors. Jag ska säga att jag har inte provat speciellt mycket från Devenors. För mig är Devenors ett hus som är väldigt klassiskt. När jag är nere i champagne så ser man det väldigt ofta. Det är välkänt i champagne men upplever att det var välkänt i Sverige för 10-20 år sedan. Men just nu så är det inte speciellt känt. Vi pratar en hel del om de olika kuverna för Devenors och oftast för champagnehusen så är ju den viktigaste kuven instegskuven, vilket är då Gordon Bleu för Devenors. Men den stora försäljningssuccén är ju Prince som den heter, den här flaskan som ser ut lite som en diamant. Och jag tror att många av er som har sett den flaskan och även läst vad den heter uttalar det som princess för den kanske skulle passa till en prinsessa men namnet är faktiskt Prince och det är en av deras absolut bäst säljande kuver och som ni hörde i intervjun så säljs den mycket till USA och kanske skulle det vara så att den passar den svenska marknaden också så att får vi den till ett vettigt pris så tror jag att den kan absolut bli en bra, bra champagne på hyllan på bolaget jag ska även prata om vad som kommer ske i framtiden. Just nu så är det bara en provning som är planerad, som är officiell. Och det är en Comte Champagne, alltså Comte Champagne från Tatanger. Där vi provar årgångar 94 till 07, som en vertikal då. Och vi har hål, alltså årgången som inte har med i provningen är då 95. Och 97... Och utöver det så kommer vi prova allting då mellan 94 till 07. Provningen kostar 2700 kronor. Det är den 24 maj på Pelican Self Storage vid Fridensplan. Och just nu finns det fyra platser lediga så att är det så att ni är sugna på att gå på den provningen så tycker jag absolut att ni ska anmäla er. Igår så hade jag en provning tillsammans med Noe Bonard då på Devenors såklart på Hotell Kungsträdgården. Vi har satt ner deras vinkällare som rymmer ungefär 14 personer och provade igenom deras range, större delen av rangen tillsammans med då 13 provningsdeltagare. Och vi avslutade hela provningen med en middag uppe i restaurangen då på Brasserie Makalös. Jag måste säga att det är fantastisk mat, Brasserie Makalös. Är det så att ni har möjlighet så tycker jag absolut att ni ska gå förbi där och äta. Och även be om champagnelistan för att eh, det var ju så att Rickard Julins champagnebar eh, fanns på Brasserie Makalös tidigare eller Hotel Kungsträdgården. Eh, och det finns en hel del flaskor kvar sedan den tiden som säljs till extremt bra priser. Så att är ni champagneintresserade, ni är intresserade av god mat så är Hotel Kungsträdgården någonting för er. Självklart så måste jag ge några rekommendationer i avsnittet och och det som jag tycker är allra mest intressant och prisvärt just nu det är Belle Epoque som släpper deras 2008 på Magnum för 3300 kronor. Och det tycker jag är ett bra köp. Det är ingenting som ni ska öppna upp 
den närmsta tiden. Men eh, låt säga om 15-20 år så kommer det vara... Ja, det kommer smaka det tidubbla. Det finns även Paul Barra, odlaren från Bossy. Jätte, jätteduktig. Och de släpper deras 2012 som är en fantastisk årgång. Och eh, den kostar faktiskt ynka 460 kronor på bolaget. 2012 tycker jag är väldigt gott att dricka just nu. Men kommer vinna mycket på lagring. Så att till skillnad från 08, eh, som man säger att eh, årgång 2008 är någonting som är, har en superpotential. Men eh, ja, i mitt tycke så är det inte trevligt att dricka just nu. Så att, eh, vill du ha någonting som ni kan dricka just nu och även lagra så rekommenderar jag verkligen årgång 2012. Och eh, framförallt då eh, Paul Barra 2012. I framtiden eh, så kommer ni se... Jag och Jessica jobbar väldigt mycket med sociala medier, framförallt Instagram. Och vi kommer börja köra live-provningar via Instagram. Det är alltså, vi kommer gå ut med information om vilka flaskor som vi kommer prova. Och även då självklart datum och tid. Så att då kan ni köpa hem era flaskor från Systembolaget och gå ihop några vänner och... Ja, var med på provningen och eftersom att det är en live-provning så kan ni ställa frågor under tidens gång. Så att jag hoppas att det här är någonting som kommer kunna nå ut till er som kanske inte har möjlighet att gå på provningar hela tiden. De flesta av våra provningar är i Stockholm och för, ni som, för er som inte bor i Stockholm kan det vara ett problem. Så att jag hoppas verkligen att det är någonting som, som kan tilltala er alla. Och kan väl avslöja att den första provningen kommer ske med Polocher. Jag har inget datum eller tid satt just nu då. I övrigt så får jag väl säga så att jag lovar att vi kommer släppa avsnitten mer regelbundet i framtiden. Och det allra viktigaste är ju att vi dricker champagne alla dagar som slutar på G. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 